Broadcasting live from atop the Rocky Mountains, the crossroads of the West. West. You are listening to the Liberty Roundtable Radio Talk Show. Show. All right. Happy to have you along, my fellow Americans. Sam Bushman live on your radio. Yes, indeed, we are live for Thanksgiving Day. This is the broadcast for November the 4th, or I'm sorry, November the 24th. In the year of our Lord, 2022. From our Liberty Roundtable family to yours, we want to wish you a happy Thanksgiving. God bless and God save our constitutional republic. We skip with our normal recaps and everything else for this special day. And we welcome two guests to the radio. Greg Phillips, well known with True the Vote and Beyond as an incredible researcher. Welcome to the broadcast. You're glad to be free, huh, Greg? Oh, my gosh. I tell you what, jail is not for the faint of heart. And uh, if ever there was a time or ever there was a day to be thankful for me, uh, today's it. Catherine and I um, you know, are grateful to everyone that uh, stepped up to help us. Uh, one of the United States Marshals came in to see us. Uh, President Trump called and uh, did a few wellness checks and, and uh, really, really kind of turned the tide for what could have been a difficult situation. Praise God! Yesterday, the um, uh, the Fifth Circuit Court of Appeals in in New Orleans absolutely slapped down the the, the conic lawyers, the the judge for having um, uh, unlawfully detained us, and and uh, it was um, it's just a great day. I wake up this morning just completely thankful. You know, there's a uh, Sam. There's a uh, there there's a, an author from back in the in the early eighteen or the late eighteen hundreds in the United States. Uh, he went by the name of O. Henry. Uh, o. Henry was, uh, he kind of had an interesting past himself. He was from North Carolina and, and moved to Austin, Texas, where he got ended up getting in trouble for um, uh, uh, embezzling from uh, First National Bank in Austin. His, name, his actual name was uh, William Sidney Porter. But he had a way with words that was quite extraordinary. And there's one thing that I always think about. My mama used to always talk to us about this when I was little. And um, and he, he said it this way, there's but one day that is ours. Thanksgiving Day is the one day that is purely American. And and that's something that has always stuck with me um, from um, my mom used to tell us that over and over and over again. You know, we knew Thanksgiving Day was an American day. Uh, a lot of countries have Independence Day. A lot of countries, you know, celebrate all manner of things. But but Thanksgiving Day, where we take the time to to thank the Lord for having blessed us for all all that uh, has been shared with us, and um, and uh, everything that this republic is, and and I'm so grateful for it. Kate Daly, dear friend and fellow talk show host on Loving Liberty Radio Networks, is with us as well. Hi, Kate. Happy Thanksgiving. Say hi to Greg. You too. Hi, Greg. How are you? I can't believe hey. what they did to you. God. It's really, it's really quite insane. Thank you so much, and happy Thanksgiving to you too, Kate. You too. What a great day this is, and uh, and you know, let me tell you, I was just on C-SPAN live, and I don't know why they let me on C-SPAN. They, I did it on Fourth uh, of July too, <laughs> so I guess they wanted more <laughs> what I gave them last time. Yes, I called Romney a turd sandwich on C-SPAN, but yeah, I, uh, was, I was, that's I what was, I'm talking yeah, about. Yeah. No, it was funny. It was really funny. And I, I'm pretty sarcastic, but I talked about the election fraud over and over and over and over again in my spot. And <laughs> I just, you know, it's funny because I feel like faces are melting 
producers' faces are melting, you know, as I'm speaking. But, I mean, I if we keep just saying it, if we keep reminding people and, and talking about it, we must because what is the, what is our country, if we don't have an election process that's real, we're screwed. We're completely screwed. So when I, when I got on there today, I was like, okay, you want more of me? I will give you exactly what I think. And, uh, and I, I, I basically said, you know, if, if you're going to sit around the table, you've got leftists as relatives and you've got the rhinos as relatives. Just put the leftists in charge of stuffing the turkey in the wee hours of the morning. They're really good at doing it pretty stealthily. And then, um, <laughs> and then you could put the rhinos in charge of putting the uh, turkeys into the deep fryer, like bombs to Baghdad, you know. And I said, so, you know, have some fun with it a little bit. And, uh, and we need to have real conversations because politics is life and life is politics because of what we're doing to our country right now. So that was basically what I talked about. And I, I have so much respect for Greg. And I had his colleague on the air. I haven't had Greg on the air, and I really need to have you on the air, Greg. And let me just tell you, you need to go on Alex Jones with me, too, because I host every Wednesday there. But we really just need to keep pumping and need to, need to remind people about the fact that when I was on, C- on C-SPAN this morning, I said, I said, our country's in the dumper. I don't think we voted for more dumper. Like, I don't think we went, yes, please give us more of this. Um, and so... So we know it's fraudulent. And now, Greg, uh, and with that Catherine, was basically what I talked about. With Catherine, they literally put her in isolation. They literally put it, uh, a glass, whatever, or plexiglass wall up or whatever so they could watch her yeah. use the restroom, watch her take a shower. Greg, this is out of control this is uh, as we talk sick. about Thanksgiving. Evil. It's evil. You know, for me, it's evil. It really is. For, for me, I think I, I first realized, you know, this is something, this is, this is something's you know horribly not right here. Uh, they took us mm-hmm. back, and um, there's a, uh, a, a sort of a jail run by the U.S. Marshals behind and under the court in Houston. And so when they take you out, when the Marshals take you out, they first didn't know what to do with us because we were civil commits. It was about a temporary restraining order that they you know that the the, the, the appeals court ended up striking down yesterday completely. Just said it doesn't matter. So mm-hmm. we went to jail for a document that doesn't even exist now. So we yeah. went back there and they finally figured out how to book us. And, and, uh, they got the, by the way, the U S marshals were absolute professionals. These guys treated us, treated us with dignity, treated us with respect. Um, they, they were, were, were kind, if you will, uh, mm-hmm. but still professional. And, and it was, it was, um, you know, we're, we're very thankful for them. We're thankful for the warden. But I personally first realized, you know, this is this is seriously wrong when they literally strip searched us or me, not Catherine, but me. Mm. And then they and then they bound us, uh, you know, at the ankles with chains and at the wrists with chains, chains around our waist. And, uh, you know, we were shuffling around. And, and uh, <clears throat> you think about that and um, you think about just how quick this can go. You know, whether it's yeah. a rogue judge or, or demon lawyer or demon plaintiff's lawyers or these kinds of things. Um, mm-hmm. The fact of the matter is everything that we've said is true. And they yep. were doing everything they could do to stop us in advance of that election. So for well, the as Catherine in said, of that election, they stopped us. As Catherine said, Greg, this has done nothing but made us a gazillion times more determined to turn up the heat. And that's what we're going to do. We're grateful you're free for um, uh, Thanksgiving. We're grateful you can be with your loved ones and everything else. Last thing before we let you go, what's your favorite Thanksgiving food, sir? 
Oh my gosh! Listen, I'm I'm like this old school guy. So I grew up I grew up in rural Alabama, and so for me it's like legit stuff. Uh, for us, it was you know the turkey. Of course, everything was fried back. But even back then, everything was fried. So you'd go to the Thanksgiving <laughs> table and you look around. It's like fried okra and fried turkey and yeah, fried everything. I love it. And 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 <laughs> and and, and um, uh, uh, sweet tea so thick with sugar that it resembled more like syrup than it did tea. Uh, but, but, man, I, I, I'm an old Yeah, your food guy, can man. stand up all by itself, can't it? Oh, that's great. Oh, that's great. Great. We want to oh, wish you a happy Thanksgiving. We want to just tell you right now and tell the whole world at the same time that we are going to ratchet it up a thousandfold to get the truth because the truth shall yep. make us free. Happy Thanksgiving, Greg. Thank you, guys. Happy love, Thanksgiving, love Greg. Happy Thanksgiving. Bye. All right. There he goes. Greg Phillips, ladies and gentlemen, doing a phenomenal job. Kate Daly. Uh, what do you yeah. want to say for Thanksgiving? What's your favorite food? Oh, gosh, I love it all. I, you know what I love the Amen most is the leftover rolls. I teach people how to make rolls. I love baking, and I love I love rolls. So rolls with turkey stuffing and uh, cranberry sauce the next day. That's my favorite, actually. But I love uh, coconut cream pie, all the pies, and uh, I know that's not like the traditional pumpkin, but I'm not, I'm not, I guess I'm not very traditional. Who knows? But I just love it all. And I love being with family. And I, I think this is so important that we gather. And, you know, they had an article down here, and it was so asinine and ridiculous. And it said, it said, yeah, you're gathering for Thanksgiving, but it's a gathering of germs. And so Uncle Milty goes, you know, what do we feed the germs? It's so bogus. <laughs> so I, I look at it this way. They don't want you to gather. They don't want you to be around family. They don't want you to talk about election fraud and the truth. And they don't want you to talk about God because, you know, you got to be loving, loving and tolerant, but you're not allowed to love God and country. So, you know what? I love God and country. And uh, today on C-SPAN, I said we need to get back to the Constitution because both parties are going to run our country into the ground. And I don't trust anyone that they propose. And so I don't think the host quite knew what to say to that. <laughs> so, you know what? We just we just have to keep saying the truth, whether it's uncomfortable, awkward or not. Just keep saying it. Have fun with your family. And it's okay to talk about God and your family and the love for this country, you know? Yes, discuss religion. Yes, discuss politics. Yes, yes. be kind and loving and express gratitude. Do all the things that reject this idea yes. of social distancing. Yes. Sam, what's your favorite food for Thanksgiving? Believe it or not, mashed potatoes, man, with gravy. Me too. I love mashed potatoes. I it's like love one of my it. Favorite things. And my second and equal is ham. Oh really? Oh my gosh! You I just did a ham, the with, ham. The, uh, with a Dr Pepper marinade, and it was amazing. So we have oh ham gosh, and turkey both it. every year. I got a honey baked ham and my potatoes. Nice. I'm ready to go. <laughs> I love it. You're, you're doing. We love so you, awesome. Kate. We know you got to fly too. We just wanted everybody to have a chance. I know everybody's not live today because it's just in the middle of Thanksgiving dinner. But since yeah. I'm early enough in the uh, on the radio in the morning, we always do a Thanksgiving day. Um, broadcast oh, because so cool. we want to thank our radio family. You know, there's a lot of people that are alone, and we right, get a chance right. to tell them we love them. Thanks, Kate. Uh, you're awesome. Love you, Sam. Thanks. There she goes, Kate Daly, Greg Phillips. Guess who's coming up next? The Good Sheriff. Sheriff Richard Mack will be with us in mere seconds. You are listening to live Happy Thanksgiving Radio.
As you are aware, America is divided over every fault line possible. This is intentionally fostered by those who do not love God, family, or country. We believe a peaceful future as a free people absolutely depends on civility. Clarion Call for Civility is looking for funding and volunteers at every level to make our hopes and efforts a reality. Please donate, sign our pledge, and help us in our sacred cause. Please visit callforcivility.com for more details. Callforcivility.com. Do you know what is great about America? Ask an immigrant. Ask an Immigrant is a new podcast dedicated to helping Americans, especially our youth, value, appreciate, and be grateful for the freedoms we have here in America. Join host Lydia Wallace-Nuttle as she interviews immigrants from around the world to discover their inspiring personal stories about why they came to America. To learn more about why America is the most prosperous, greatest country in the world, download the Loving Liberty app or go to lovingliberty.net. Why does the left lie constantly? Because they get spiritual power from lying. The lies come from Satan, the father of lies. John 8:44. Here's how the political lying process works. Satan provides the beast with a lie. Then the more they use the lie, the more spiritual power they get. Look, the media is a lie multiplier, and this multiplication gives more evil spiritual power to the beast, and that can overwhelm and even deceive the body of Christ, especially when the body is being disobedient to the head. The churches today are incorporated, so they're subordinate to human government. They obey the beast and do nothing to restore our national relationship with God. And the government shall be on his shoulders, Isaiah 9, 6. That verse is not for the present-day church. Rather, it is for the end-time church, the body of the line of Judah. A message from Christ Kingdom Ministries. Live and on your radio, ladies and gentlemen, first segment, incredible guests, by the way, Greg Phillips, Kate Daly, now we have on Richard Mack. Happy Thanksgiving to you and your family, sir. Wow, Sam, that's quite a list you got there. I'm uh, proud to be a part of that. Thank you. Uh, yeah, Greg got on the radio. Thank you, sir. Greg got on the radio and said, hey, man, I'm just grateful to be out of prison. Yeah, yeah, no kidding. <laughs> Well, I was actually going to mention Catherine and Greg uh, for the courage that they have shown, uh, the stand that they have taken, the information that they have disseminated, the trust they had once in the FBI to to actually investigate election fraud that they have come up with. And and, uh, you and I had a very special meeting on July 13th with Catherine and Greg, and they told us that this was all going to happen. They warned us about Connick. They warned us about China. They warned us about uh, Professor Yu. And uh, sure enough, they end up going to jail for that. Uh, Totally, absolutely amazing. Contrary to anything any judge has the authority to do, uh, especially at this early stage in the case, which I've said before. uh, And I just take my hat off. I honor uh, what Catherine Engelbrecht and Greg Phillips have done, and and um, it, it's an honor to to be associated with them. Uh, I, I'm just amazed by their courage and what they've done for America. I want to bring up uh, something very interesting uh, to you, Sheriff. You had mentioned that hey, you know what? Them asking them to, or forcing them to release their source 
uh, this early in the game is insane. Well, believe it or not, the WorldNet Daily Group just wrote an article about the very point you make. Uh, and the subject is called Seriously Good News for 2,000 Mules Investigators. And it basically goes into how the uh, judges that are overruling the original ruling, in other words, the original ruling threw him in jail, uh, but the uh, subsequent um, rulings as, they, as it gets appealed and goes on and on and on. And anyway, the whole point is they're making the exact point, these greater judges, uh, is what you made, which is, you know what? This is insane for them to ask for this this quickly, and it's being overturned, and that's why um, World Net Daily has seriously good news for 2,000 Mules investigators. Uh, incredible, because it's the identical point. I just emailed you that article so you can see it, but it's the exact point you've been making on the radio, Sheriff, to a T. Well, yeah, and that, that's not an... Uh... That's not a rocket science conclusion to come up with, especially if you've been in court a few times. Uh, and, of course, you know I've been in court hundreds of times. It, the the judge is way overplaying his hand. He's showing an obvious prejudice. He's misusing his authority. He doesn't have any uh, he doesn't have any involvement in this. He has no skin in the game yet. It's just a file. Uh, it's a charge that has been filed. Uh, it's a motion, and and he he simply says he he should have just simply said, yeah, we'll take care of that when the time comes. But it, I'm not throwing Amen. somebody in prison, you know. But, that is so. the quintessential point, and that's why the um, greater judges are saying, look, you've got a, an agenda here that just doesn't square with proper procedure exactly. in the court of law. So we are absolutely grateful that Catherine and Greg are literally free on Thanksgiving. What a blessing that is. Uh, Cameron, I just emailed you another guest who's going to come on with you, Sheriff Richard Mack, because I want you to um, say hi to him, too. But his name is Scott Shara, and Scott is uh, the father of a daughter named Grace that the government and the hospitals with their latest protocols literally killed. She has Down syndrome. She's now dead, and they killed her because she has Down syndrome. Ouramazinggrace.net is his website. Well, I interviewed him at Red Pill, and we talked about God is love. We talked about where was God when they were killing his daughter, and he's forgiven them. And he says, God has been with me the whole time, but this is a story that I must tell. He even talks about the Holocaust uh, connection in relation to this. He talks about his new podcast, The Urgent Need for Programming. Uh, he talks about genocide then and now. And uh, so I asked, how can we help? But the bottom line of this whole thing is they literally killed his daughter because she has Down syndrome. And this is happening all over the country and has been happening for a long time. Uh, and I want you to respond to this because I think it relates directly to Thanksgiving. Uh, this is happening. Even when I was born in 1967, Sheriff, I don't know if you know, but they thought at first that I was deaf, dumb, blind, and retarded. Some say that's still yeah. true. Yes, uh, but what, yeah, what, you and I have what, talked about that. What happened on that, though, is they wanted to put me in a mental institution, and my parents refused. So I think about the way they treated me. I think the way they treated Grace. And in my opinion, Scott Shara is now an American hero, Sheriff Mack. Well, how you know, uh, my question is how exactly did they do that, and why did they even have her in the hospital? Or is that where it happened? She wouldn't, 
All right, Scott, Shara, welcome. You've got Sam Bushman and Sheriff Richard Mack on the radio with you. Happy Thanksgiving to you and your family, sir. Well, same to you. Good to hear from you, Sam. All right, let's talk a little bit about Richard just asked, how did this happen to your daughter? How did she get in the hospital uh, really quick? Let's kind of give him a 30-second. She got into the hospital because she had low oxygen saturation, and unfortunately, we thought that was an emergency. Uh, because we had believed the programming that was sold as part of the COVID protocol. So that's how she got there. So how long ago did that happen, Scott? And this is Sheriff Mack, and by the way, it's a pleasure to meet you. I actually met you at uh, Red Pill, so it's good to hear you again, but you wouldn't remember there's a lot of people there. But uh, that was October 6th of 2021. Okay. And, you know, what happened is if if they would have only done what they said they were going to do, so the emergency room physician recommended checking Grace into the hospital. Grace was fine. She just, you know, she had a cold, and her oxygen was 88 89%. They said, let's check her into the hospital for three, four days, put her on oxygen and a steroid, and she'll be fine. And if they would have only done that, Grace would be alive today. And I know that with 100% certainty because I went into a different hospital three days after Grace died in substantially worse condition, and they turned me around in 24 hours. So she didn't really have any uh, physical uh, problems. Uh, she was Down syndrome, but she didn't have any other physical syndromes that, or problems that uh, would have necessitated her being in the hospital any more than you or me or anybody else. Is that correct? That that's, that's a hundred percent correct. What I learned in study and I'm, I'm very analytical. And so uh, Dr. Chetty was one of the doctors I studied after I went into the hospital and he's from South Africa. He had at the time I studied his research, he had over 8,000 patients and he found out that with the Delta variant, if you're, if you have a genetic disposition, to clot and produce inflammation uh, that will yield low oxygen saturation. And I have both of those conditions, so it's logical that Grace inherited those from me. My wife had COVID at the same time. Her symptoms were substantially less, or not less, substantially more. But regardless of that, she she had oxygen in the mid-90s the entire time. Well, so what did they do to Grace? that actually was the clincher to cause her death? Well, they did three things. And the three things, the first thing is maybe the most significant. The medical malpractice nurse who reviewed the case said that they basically, she called it uh, chemically restraining. They chemically restrained Grace to set up her death. And they used a sedation med called Presidex. So Presidex is not a drug that you should ever be put on unless you have you know, severe anxiety, you need to be calmed down. Grace didn't have that whatsoever. The purpose of Presidex in a COVID hospital setting is to set up a ventilator. You have to be sedated for a ventilator. And that is their goal is to get every patient on a ventilator because of the $300,000 payday. So they had Grace on this sedation med for four full days before her last day. And the package insert for that drug says to not use for more than 24 hours or it causes 
doesn't say may cause, it causes acute respiratory failure, which acute respiratory failure was the first cause of death listed on Grace's death certificate. Uh, the next two things that they did are even more egregious, but that first one set the stage. Uh, they combined Presidex with lorazepam and morphine in 29 minutes. And that's what you do when you're ending the life of somebody in under hospice care. So none of us could have survived that cocktail. For that to happen, the doctor had to order the meds. The hospital pharmacist had to sign off on the order. The the um, alarm system had to be overridden because Stay there. the meds are kind of more on this, a little bit more on this, and then we want to get Scott and Sheriff Max comments for Thanksgiving and what is their favorite food. We'll do it in seconds on your radio. Stay there, Scott. Stay there, Sheriff. Protecting your liberties. You're listening to Liberty News Radio. USA Radio News with Lance Pride. Alaska Republican Governor Mike Dunleavy won his re-election, becoming the first governor in the state since 1998 to win back-to-back terms. The governor received over 50% of the vote after final tallies were released Wednesday. According to NASA, the month of November brought a new round of explosions, volcanic tremors, gas, and ash emissions to the Senge volcano in Ecuador. The Ecuadorian Geophysical Institute reports that ash and gas plumes from Senge were observed daily from November 1st to the 8th and were sent over a mile into the air. Ash has covered seven square miles of crops, affecting thousands of farmers and ranchers in the region. Russia continues to terrorize Ukrainians, killing civilians with their missiles fired into the country they invaded a year ago come February. Compounding the hardship of winter for millions, Russia has been firing missiles from afar on Ukraine's energy grid Wednesday, denying cities of power, water, and public transportation. President Zelensky instructed Ukraine's ambassador to the United Nations to request an urgent Security Council meeting. For obvious reasons, cooking fires on Thanksgiving happens more often than any other day of the year. Katie Lewis from our Midwest Bureau explains. Fire officials want to remind you that Thanksgiving is the biggest day of the year for cooking fires. That's why they're offering tips to help keep families safe this week. Officials say keep your eyes on your cooking equipment and keep young kids out of the kitchen. Turkey fryers should be placed on a level surface and at least 10 to 15 feet away from any structures. Fire officials also suggest making sure you know where your fire extinguisher is before Thanksgiving. In the USA Radio News Midwest Bureau, I'm Katie Lewis. USA Radio News. So right now may be the perfect time for you to rethink how you pay for health care. And here's why. Not only is it open enrollment for a lot of people, it's also a time you can join MediShare and save even more than usual. And it's true. The typical family switching to MediShare saves 500 bucks or more a month, which is obviously huge for a lot of people. But what's more, they like it. MediShare has double the customer satisfaction rate compared to health insurance. Double. There are 400,000 members. They've shared over $4 billion in medical bills, and it really is a great community, too. People encourage and pray for each other. And here's the thing. If you join MediShare Complete right now, they'll waive your new member fees, and you'll save an additional 10% off all of 2023. 
That's right. No fee to join. 10% off every month of next year, but it's a very limited time offer. You have to sign up before December 31st. Great savings, great health care. Find out more. Call now. 833-34-BIBLE. That's 833-34-BIBLE. 833-34-BIBLE. We are indeed live for Thanksgiving, ladies and gentlemen. A big shout-out to the greatest country on the face of the earth. We're talking to Sheriff Richard Mack and Scott Shara, and we're talking about Our Amazing Grace, his daughter, ouramazinggrace.net for more of the story. But Scott was right in the middle of saying they literally concocted, uh, Sheriff Mack, a trifecta of drugs literally for the kill. Scott, you were saying that right before the pause. Exactly. And, you know, that's what got me to the point where I realized Grace was murdered. And in order to complete the the job, they put an illegal do not resuscitate order on her. And, uh, you know, it's what it's sick. Yes. And it's so it's sick beyond belief. That's why I keep telling the story every opportunity I can get, because it isn't this is happening all over. Grace's case is not an anomaly. We've Grace's case has gone international. We're getting, I just am working on two stories people sent me uh, just this last week to edit them and put them on Grace's website. This is happening all over the world. And are you taking legal action against the hospital? We are. You know, that I'm not putting any faith in legal action, of course, because, you know, the whole system is corrupt. But uh, we're doing it in the hopes that the the attorney legal team that we have wants to make this a national test well, hopefully, case. Hopefully you'll so get a can... jury that isn't, but I, I I wouldn't be surprised if they made you an offer to avoid a jury, but uh, I'm glad you're doing it. If I can help in any way, just let me know. Well, thank you very much for that. Scott, what do you want to say for Thanksgiving? What do you just want to tell everybody? If you, if you had one thought, what would it be? Number one and number two, what is your favorite Thanksgiving food, sir? Oh, that's fantastic. So the, you know, Grace, our daughter's name was Grace, named after God's grace. And that's what I'm most thankful for is God's, God did everything for my salvation. I don't have to do anything to earn that. And so that's and, what I'm and how thankful old she? for. Grace was 19 when she died. Okay. Um, my, the, well, my most you favorite, you know, thank you for that. My most favorite food, uh, I would say is my wife's cranberry relish uh, she just does a fantastic job making that and i i i, I mean i don't know that there's a food i don't like but that's my <laughs> god bless you scott shara our prayers are with you and your family would like to wish you a happy thanksgiving and would like to use this quote before we let you fly for you to share with your loved ones and family you ready for it you bet this thanksgiving may we remember that the greatest things in life are not things, but rather the people and the moments you share with them. Happy Thanksgiving, Scott. All right. Thanks. Same to you. There he goes. There he goes. Scott, Shara. Sheriff Mack, what do you say to that? The most important things in life are not things. They're people and the moments we share with them, sir. Yeah, absolutely, uh, Sam. Um, I've gotten a a tear in my eye recently, just within the last few days of uh, two of my children getting together for uh, Thanksgiving. And it used to be that 
there were times they didn't really get along at all, and now they're spending Thanksgiving together. Uh, I think that's a indication of the uh, tis the season. Uh, it's a, it's an indication of the season. It's a great holiday. Thanksgiving is a time for families uh, to come together, be thankful for each other. You're absolutely correct. I, I'm not looking at the things I have today at all. I'm looking at my family. I'm, I'm spending it with um, my grandchildren. Um, and, I, and I'm so grateful for them. I look at them and how they uh, reach out to life. And I, I love it that they're here. I love it that they're healthy and they're happy. And that's what I'm grateful for. Happy grandchildren, happy children, healthy, and people who love the Lord. Amen to that. What's your favorite food for Thanksgiving, sir? Sam, I know a lot of people say this, but I cannot uh, deviate from it. I'd really like to try some of that uh, cranberry relish sometime. (laughs) That sounded great. Uh, But I will tell you, it's, it's it's a staple of Thanksgiving Day. Uh, it's not the turkey. I've had some great turkeys, especially the ones that are fried or smoked. And boy, I love that. By the way, Greg Phillips' favorite is fried turkey. Fried turkey. There you go. I'm not surprised about that either. But I will tell you, my favorite has been and always will be, as far as I'm concerned, mashed potatoes and turkey gravy. Oh, you just took mine. A mine is mashed potatoes and country ham, buddy. <laughs> Boy, I love turkey gravy. No doubt, uh, especially especially with the little giblets in it. But uh, I love turkey gravy, and I put it on everything. I put it on the turkey. I put it on the stuffing. I, I put it on the mashed potatoes and gravy. Yep. Guess what, Kate um, Daly's favorite is. Oh, it's something real Kate Daly-ish, I'm sure, you know. Like, Yeah, you ready? Um, she loves yeah. to bake. She likes the rolls. Oh, yeah. <laughs> I was just getting ready to say, I bet she does, I bet she does homemade bread. But, uh, yeah, that's a, that's a good one. All right, sir. But, Happy Thanksgiving to you and your family. You got a parting shot? Yeah, Sam. I, you know, there's so much to, to uh, look at that's, that's bad in the world and i'm grateful that you had me on today so that we could pause and thank the good lord for our blessings because we have so many i'm grateful for this great country that we live in and uh, i'm grateful for the association with you and the people at liberty roundtable so happy thanksgiving to you and your family and and uh, i know i will see you soon you're like-minded to so many people, Sheriff, when it comes to the courts and other leaders. Let me just tell you, I have a quote right now from Thomas S. Monson, former president of the Church of Jesus Christ of Latter-day Saints, and he uh, gave a talk called The Divine Gift of Gratitude, uh, and that was October uh, 2010 where he gave that, and here's what he said. It was almost word for word of what you just said. He says, this is a wonderful time to be on earth. While there is much that is wrong in the world, today there are many things that are right and good. That's exactly what you just said. Yeah. Well, 
You keep your company, Sheriff. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, no kidding. Well, thanks for having me, Sam. Uh, it's been a pleasure, and and uh, uh, I'm going to have a great day today with my grandkids. Tell everybody it's not about the greatest things are things. The greatest things are people. Thanks, Sheriff. Amen. See you there soon. he goes, ladies and gentlemen. <clears throat> There's so much to cover, so much to talk about, <clears throat> so much to focus on, so much to tell. I got an interesting email from my buddies over at American Family Association. They do a phenomenal job as well. And here's what they basically emailed me. They said, Sam, we are facing a giant. We need prayer. And we need a miracle. Fortunately, our God can slay a giant with nothing more than a small, smooth stone. But instead of slinging a stone, we need all of you to call and email your U.S. senators and congressmen and everybody else and ask them, him or her, to support Senator Mike Lee's efforts to amend the so-called Respect for Marriage Act. I call it the Disrespect for Marriage Act. Um because we've got to really work on this, folks. Sadly, it's probably going to pass. We need to fight against its passage, uh, but that's something serious. Um, folks, I am lacing religious and moral supports for the nation in this broadcast. Yes, we're celebrating Thanksgiving. Yes, we're talking about positive solutions and ideas and hope and happiness and cheerfulness and a wonderful day. And, but we're also talking about friends we are facing a giant. We're talking about this Thanksgiving. Maybe you remember there's a lot of good things. We're talking about this is a wonderful time to be on earth. We're talking about how important people are. We're talking about Amazing Grace, Scott, Shara, and crew. Uh, but the American Family Association continues a little bit here with what they have to say. And I really think it's important enough to focus on it because it's beyond just the legislation that we want to fight. It's beyond just the getting a hold of your congressman and, and those things. They uh, talk about the David and Goliath story like this. We are all familiar with the story of David, how David, the shepherd boy, defeated the mighty warrior, Goliath. To defeat the giant, David did not call a meeting and drop an elaborate plan. No, sir. He didn't scour the countryside looking for, quote, other brave sheriffs or shepherds that might join him. Instead, he trusted God and used what God provided, which frankly wasn't much. As Samuel 117:40 reports, David took his staff in his hand and chose for himself five smooth stones out of the brook, and he drew near to the Philistine. Hang tight, I've got more. This is Liberty Roundtable Live. As the United States boldly stepped forward in the glorious light provided by its new constitution in 1787, the nations of the earth were in awe of the newfound strength and hope of this free land. Today, the nation stands at a crossroads. A divergence from the original intent put forth in the United States Constitution has brought grave threats to our beloved nation. A miracle is needed if the United States is to survive. That miracle is again the pure application of the United States Constitution. I'm Scott Bradley. In my To Preserve the Nation book and lecture series, 
I bring forth truths that will help raise up a new generation of statesmen like those noble Americans who founded this land. Vigorous application of these principles will invigorate and restore the nation, and we may become again the freest, most prosperous, most respected, and happiest nation on earth. Visit topreservethenation.com to begin that restoration. Small Business Tech Guys is a team of experts ready to assist you with any service relating to growing your business. Our team specializes in information and technology, social media, general consulting, and HR. We thrive on assisting startup entrepreneurs with growing their businesses. If it's small business, it's our cup of tea. To schedule your free discovery call today, consider sbtechguys.com. We keep an eye on tech so you don't have to. sbtechguys.com. Have you ever heard of Loving Liberty Ladies? Well, the Loving Liberty Ladies are here to help you learn our American heritage and the way it affects today's society. The Loving Liberty Ladies also have a discussion guide called Proclaim Liberty. And with this guide, you can start your own group in your hometown. Get yours today on our website at lovingliberty.net. Look for our lesson supplements too. They're free. To hear all the special offers and to join the fight for freedom and liberty, please go to lovingliberty.net. I'm going to repeat this phrase because I want you to remember it and share it with your loved ones at the dinner table today. We are live for Thanksgiving, ladies and gentlemen, because we love you and we want to spend time with you. This Thanksgiving, may we remember the best things in life are not things, but rather people and the moments you share with them. Remember that, ladies and gentlemen, please. So friends, we're facing a giant we need prayer and we need a miracle. Fortunately, our God can slay a giant with nothing more than a small stone. But instead of slinging a stone, we need you to call your congressmen and senators. We need you to take your vote seriously. We need to get you involved in the greatest country on the face of the earth. It's ran off the rails, folks. But there is hope. We know you are busy this week, ladies and gentlemen, uh, and especially for this Thanksgiving. But the enemy of liberty knows this too. He's hoping you'll be too busy to say a prayer. That's right, to say a prayer, to send an email and make a phone call. But these prayers, these phone calls, these emails are the small stones that will give God the opportunity to work a miracle. Why is he saying, why is the American Family Association, those guys, saying this like that? Because look, folks, faith precedes the miracle. God does miracles for those who believe. He doesn't do miracles when people don't believe. It's not that he's not capable. It's that he doesn't reward his followers, right? Miracles follow the followers of Christ. Let's be very clear. Now let's finish this up and say Senator Mike Lee confirmed that if the Respect for Marriage Act passes, it will be a crushing defeat for religious freedom in America. The RMA, right, that's this act, Respect for Marriage Act, right, will very likely be used to deprive Christian adoption agencies and K-12 schools, not to mention colleges, 
of their nonprofit status unless they disavow their religious belief in one man, one woman marriages. This is Senator Mike Lee, folks, standing up, in my opinion, nobly, boldly, independently uh, for what we believe in, folks. All right, I've got a soundbite. It's just called video. And the reason it's just called video is because I don't know who did this video. We found it on uh, one of the social media services. Somebody emailed it to me and sent it to me uh, and said, Sam, you've got to play this on the air. The problem is I don't know who to give credit to for this one. So I'm just going to throw it out there in the Thanksgiving ether. It's a guy that tells a story. It's a video, but we've turned it into the audio just for you, and we think it makes sense for Thanksgiving. Here it is. People think we're more divided as a country now than we've been in a long time. I know it can seem that way, but when I was a little kid in 1969, the Vietnam War was tearing the country apart. And they'd shot John F. Kennedy, and they'd shot Bobby Kennedy. They'd shot Martin Luther King and Malcolm X. And there was the Manson family and the Zodiac Killer, and it just felt like the whole country lost its mind. My father, who'd grown up in the Depression, well, his faith in humanity was just at a low ebb. And the two of us that June were driving from L.A. to Oakland in our old 1960 Oldsmobile, and the water pump blew out south of Bakersfield. And so this was long before cell phones, so we were about, well, we were going to have to hoof it like nine or ten miles into town when this young cowboy pulls up in a flatbed and offers to tow us in. All my dad had on him for money was this old Chevron gas card, so he kept telling this young fella, you know, I can't pay you. And the young cowboy's looking at him like, yeah, I wasn't going to charge you. So he rolls us into town, and this is a Sunday, so nothing's open. So he has to go get his mechanic friend to open up his garage, and my dad says, hey, listen, I don't have any money. And the mechanic says, you know, we'll work something out. And then they all realize they don't have the actual parts, so now they got to go roust out the local auto parts store owner, and they bring him down. And my father's like, okay, okay, we need to talk about how this is all going to get settled, because he just couldn't imagine anybody being this trusting about the money. So the cowboy says, look at it and make it feel better. I got a bunch of watermelons I need to get loaded onto my flatbed, and it's pretty hot work, and if you help me out, I'll pay for the part. So next thing you know, we're all unloading watermelons from inside a rail car. That's about 140 degrees. And 90 minutes later, we are soaked in sweat. And up rolls the car, just run like a top. And my dad says, I really don't know how to thank you, fellas, and uh, for this good turn. And we're turning to go, and the mechanic gets this look on his face. and says, whoa, whoa, where do you think you're going? And you could see on my father's face just all the fear and distrust come to the surface. He stiffened like a leopard. And the mechanic says, no, no, no. My wife's going to make us all Sunday dinner, and, and you and the boy can get a shower and a clean shirt, and it'll, it'll make the drive easier for all of us. So we sat down for a dinner of fried chicken from the chicken right over there and corn on the cob from the corn right over there. Man, I got to tell you, I, 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 we'll never have a meal that good ever again. And my dad didn't say maybe three words the whole drive, but when we got home, I got into bed, I was just about to turn off the light, and he stops in the doorway and he says to me, No matter what you see in the movies, or on TV, or you read in the papers, you listen to me. That's how people really are. And about a month later, Neil Armstrong walked on the moon. So, keep the faith. Amen. Keep the faith, ladies and gentlemen. We are live for Thanksgiving for one reason, because you are our radio family. While you're getting your turkey ready or whatever you're doing, getting ready to go to somebody else's house, we want you to remember service. 
love. Remember that the greatest things in life are not things, they're people in the moments you get with them. James Edwards, fellow talk show host and brother in Liberty, welcome back to Liberty Roundtable Live and a happy Thanksgiving to you and your family, sir. Sam, it is so special to be able to tell you happy Thanksgiving on the day and to share just a couple of minutes with your audience. As you said, it's, it's a family thing, and Thanksgiving is just such a special time of togetherness and, of course, the spiritual and faith-based origins of the holiday going back to 1621. That's when they say that the Plymouth colonists shared that uh, meal that we all think of in the iconic photos, uh, the autumn harvest feast that is today acknowledged as the first Thanksgiving celebration. That was all the way back in 1621. And, uh, of course, you know, those people and what they believed in and what they were fighting for and what they were striving to create here on this continent is something that's worthy of being remembered and to have a time where you can keep that in mind and also come together with friends and families and loved ones and share a meal and thank God for his blessings. It's a very special holiday and it ushers in the beginning of the Christmas season. I mean, this time of year is just wonderfully uh, unique and uh, I appreciate you giving me the opportunity to say hello today. I want to talk to you about a couple of things. As you've celebrated Thanksgiving over the years, what stands out to you the most? You know, some are saying, hey, our neighborhood football league, man, we get together and have a turkey bowl. Other people are saying, no, you know what, it's the food. And some else are saying, no, it's the people that are around me. And somebody else says, no, it's the understanding of the historical reality of the miracle of the greatest country uh, America. Some say it's a uniquely American holiday, etc. What stands out to you the most? What's your main takeaway for Thanksgiving? Well, obviously all the trimmings, you know, pun intended, with the, the football and the pomp and circumstance. And they were just right now, I missed your call earlier because I was helping my wife in the kitchen and we're hosting at our house today and had my phone on the charger. We were watching the Macy's Thanksgiving Day Parade. So all of that, you know, factors in. It's all the kind of things you associate with Thanksgiving. But at the end of the day, I mean, the core of it, obviously, to me, and I guess to most people, I mean, yes, you, you eat the food that you might not eat the rest of, you know, throughout the year. It's not like, you know, grilling burgers or something like that that you could do any week during the summer or something like that. I mean, the turkey and the gravy and all of the things that you, you eat at Thanksgiving, it's just a feast and the banquet, you know, emulating those, those you know, trying to recreate the, the, those pilgrims, you know, in, in a way experience. But just being together with the family, I mean, this is what you look back on. You look back on, you know, at the end of the day, as life goes on, when you look back at the moments that meant the most to you, it's the time spent with family, whether it be on a, a vacation or, you know, some sort of a seminal moment that happens throughout the calendar year. But Thanksgiving and Christmas are really chief among them. And uh, so when I look back, I, I think of my grandparents. I think of, you know, being a, a, a younger boy myself and, and the time we spent, the memories shared at Thanksgiving and over the tables and uh, watching my mom and my you know grandmothers cook and, you know, now being able to do that for my kids. And one day my grandkids is just, you know, Thanksgiving is really uh, one of those holidays, I guess, that you know, connects the past to the present and the future. It's just so to me, that's it. That's it. Just being together. And I, you know, when I, my kids look back, I think, you know, some of these Thanksgiving memories would be things that they tell their kids about. It's certainly uh, something that I share with them. And you know, right. the reading of the George Washington's Thanksgiving Proclamation. If you haven't read that, I don't know if we have. I don't guess we have time to read it. It's about four paragraphs. I have it up on my website today. ThePoliticalCesspool.org, Happy Thanksgiving. George Washington's Thanksgiving Proclamation speech really represents the kind of America that I think you, I know you, Sam, and I think we all would like to, to restore. It's something that should be read with your family. 
Now, we talked about the first Thanksgiving in 1621. George Washington kind of made it the official national holiday that we know it today in 1789, but it's worth reading. You can find it anywhere, but I have it up on my site. George Washington's Thanksgiving proclamation speech. Beautiful, beautiful message. There you have it, ladies and gentlemen. Those are the things that stand out for James Edwards. James, what's your favorite Thanksgiving food, sir? Boy, you know, I love the hot uh, buttered rolls, but it's, it's got to be the turkey and the gravy. And the turkey don't taste the same without the gravy. Now, you can eat a turkey sandwich any day throughout the year, but you can't get that Thanksgiving-style brown gravy, the cream corn. Oh, man, I'm, still, I'm starting to water right now. we still got a couple of hours before we eat, but... Turkey and gravy, that brown gravy, the cream corn, that butter just melted on top of a roll. Uh, you put that on a plate, some mashed potatoes. You, you just can't go wrong. But that, that, that's what I'm thinking. That's what I'm going to be. And then, you know, we do a little honey-baked ham. We do that at Christmas, too. A honey-baked ham with that glazed uh, sugar coating on the rim of the ham. Uh, you know, I'll, I'll, I'll weigh a few pounds more tomorrow, but it'll be worth it. We'll get back to We'll get back into shape. you got got to do it on Thanksgiving. <laughs> My favorite is, I always believe in turkey, but I always get a ham. Uh, and I oh, love yeah. Yeah, the mashed yeah. potatoes with brown gravy and ham, buddy. There's nothing better uh, than that in my mind for Thanksgiving. Well, we will focus on this proclamation for sure because it's critical. Uh, I just want to quickly tell you the guests that you've been on with this hour, James. Please. We got on Greg Phillips of True the Vote to kick it off saying he's grateful to be out of prison. We had Kate Daly, the well-known talk show host that jumped off C-SPAN to jump on with us. We had Richard Mack. We had Scott Shara, the man who they murdered his Down syndrome daughter at OurAmazingGrace.net. And now we got James Edwards to close for us. So what do you want to tell tell America as you close, sir? You ain't got anything. That Macy's Parade has got nothing on the all-star parade of talent you've had on. What an honor to be on with uh, such esteemed company. And I'll tell you, folks, the parade is going to continue on the Liberty News Radio this weekend. Congressman Steve King kicking off the Christmas season on TPC uh, during my first hour on Saturday night. So uh, spent, uh, what, about 18 years in Congress? He's going to tell us all about it on Saturday. Amen to that. ThePoliticalCesspool.org. Listen live Saturday night and anytime you like. James, wish your family a happy Thanksgiving, sir, and God bless. Happy Thanksgiving. God bless you, Julie, and all the kids. You are my family and you are my brother. Happy Thanksgiving, everybody. Talk to you soon. There he goes. All right, hour one in the can. We are live for Thanksgiving and delighted to be here with you, my fellow Americans. Thank you so much for all that you do for the sacred cause of liberty. We're going to take your calls for Thanksgiving at 208-216-6100. Do you want to shout out Shout out to your fellow Thanksgiving patriots? 208-216-6100. God save the Republic. Broadcasting live from atop the Rocky Mountains, the crossroads of the West. West. You are listening to the Liberty Roundtable Radio Talk radio Show. Talk show. All right, happy to have you along, my fellow Americans. Sam Bushman live for Thanksgiving Day. Happy Thanksgiving to you all of Happy Thanksgiving to you from all of us. From the Liberty Roundtable Live family to yours. Have yourselves a happy Thanksgiving. 
God Save the Republic of the Greatest Country on the Face of the Earth. We have now Pete Sepp with us from National Taxpayers Union. He's the president of NTU.org. And a big shout out and a happy Thanksgiving to you and your family, sir. Hi, Pete. Uh-oh. We'll try to get Pete back. How are you, Hi, sir? Pete. Good. How are you doing? Doing well. Same to you and yours. All right. As you think of Thanksgiving, I got just a couple of quick Thanksgiving questions for you, and then we'll talk about the NTU really quick before we let you fly. First question is, of all the different trappings of Thanksgiving, people, friends, loved ones, sports, parades, whatever, food, what is your favorite thing about Thanksgiving, number one? And number two, what is your favorite food for Thanksgiving, sir? Well, most recently, watching the AKC uh, National Dog Show. (laughs) That's a tradition that's uh, become more recent among us. And favorite foods, well, I'm the cook in the house, and my father passed away two years ago. I'm here at my mother's residence. We normally make a standing crown roast for Thanksgiving, and uh, I'll be doing that a little later on today. A crown roast. That's interesting. Yes, indeed. Not your traditional turkey. That's all right, though. We all have our own favorite traditions and fun and loved ones and and those kind of things. We're sorry to hear your father passed away a couple of years ago. We know he's in a better place than we are, though. So there you have that. And hopefully hopefully when Pete Sepp gets there, Peter will press the up button and you'll join him. How's that? I would very much appreciate that, indeed. <laughs> Let's talk about NTU a little bit, National Taxpayers Union, folks, because I want you to know that, you know what, when we go to sleep for the holidays and have fun oftentimes, Thanksgiving, Christmas, uh, lame, decks, lame duck sessions, not these turkeys are lame duck, you know. Anyway, <laughs> they uh, basically, though, take advantage of our just wanting to just relax and, and, and enjoy and spend time with family and friends. We've got to be vigilant, Pete. Yeah, we absolutely do. And, of course, taxpayers have some things to be thankful for. It's very easy to say, well, the election went rather badly. There's barely one chamber under control by the GOP, the House side, next year. What's going to happen between now and next year? Well, a lot, actually. The so-called lame duck session, as you alluded to, Sam, has a lot of issues to tackle. The fact is we're running up against uh, the debt ceiling, the legal limit that the United States government can borrow against. We have several expiring and already expired provisions of the tax laws affecting massive portions of our economy, American businesses who do a lot of research and development, who have been expanding and trying to hire more people and need to write off all the interest costs for doing that. They're very technical provisions, but they're also very important provisions. They have been out of existence since January 1st of this year. Unless we get to renewing them by the end of this year, there's going to be chaos during the tax filing season in 2023. We're working very hard on that. And I'll tell you one vital thing. The House Republican Caucus is going to be voting next week on whether to ban the practice of earmarking again. You may recall that they did away with the ban on earmarks and said it was okay to do that 
two Congresses ago, we need to make sure that they start off on the right foot. If they're going to lead again as Republicans, as fiscal conservatives in the House of Representatives next year, they need to vote as a caucus now to say, okay, we are not going to give out earmarks, special interest spending provisions, parochial spending provisions, to each and every district in the United States. That is bad budgeting, and Republicans need to set an example right now. So we want a bipartisan coalition to ban earmarks. Um, That's right. That's what we need to focus on, right? That's right. That is in the here and now. I'm talking next week. All right. There's your marching orders, ladies and gentlemen. We appreciate you, Pete Sepp, and we've appreciated your involvement and leadership uh, over the years, and we wanted you to have a chance to wish everyone a happy Thanksgiving. Do you have a parting shot for America, sir? Just that, folks, we do have a lot to be thankful for, a country that still has a republic system, one that allows taxpayers to have their voices heard if we speak up loudly enough and often enough. We had an election where taxpayers voted directly on ballot measures to reduce tax burdens, to limit future tax increases. We have one House of Congress that will be under control of folks who claim to be fiscal conservatives instead of socialists. Well, we get to hold them to those promises. That's a good thing, actually. It sure beats the opposite, where we're having to fight on defense all the time. Let's give thanks for those things and recognize that we have it within our power to stand up and assert our rights as taxpayers within this system. I give thanks for that, and I give thanks for each and every one of your listeners for making sure that they make their voices heard every day. Pete Sepp, God bless you. Happy Thanksgiving to you and your family, sir. Happy Thanksgiving. Take care now. Doing a phenomenal job as always. That is Pete Sepp, president of the National Taxpayers Union. And he's got a couple of phrases for you, folks. We have a lot to be thankful for. Believe it or not, taxpayers have much to be thankful for. That's an interesting concept, isn't it, folks? But oh, how true it is. And we need to remember that a bipartisan coalition is introducing a bill to ban earmarks permanently, folks. That is huge, uh, in my opinion. All right, do we have our next people queued up, Cam? All right, Tanya Benson, welcome to Liberty Roundtable Live. Good morning and happy Thanksgiving. How are you? No, we're doing great. We've had a bunch of people on the radio. Let me just tell you a few people we've had on the radio here. We had on Pete Sepp, as you know. You just heard him finish up. Uh, We also had on first hour, though, we had on um, Greg Phillips, Kate Daly, Richard Mack, Scott Shera. That's the guy with his son or his daughter that got murdered by the government, by the hospitals and their protocols. Uh, OurAmazingGrace.net is his story. James Edwards uh, and more. And we're just letting the guests keep rolling. And we have a few questions for you about Thanksgiving. You know, of all the different things related to Thanksgiving, Tanya. And by the way, just so everybody knows who Tanya is. Tanya is the um, executive assistant. She's also the um, basically the, the one that holds the whole fort down at CSPOA. 
the Constitutional Chair, some Peace Officers Association. So she's an administrative director. Uh, she just does a tremendous job, and we wanted to give her a chance. So uh, a couple of questions here, Tanya. One, what is your favorite thing about Thanksgiving? Some people say it's the turkey bowl. They play with their neighbors. Some people say it's the parade they watch on TV. Others say it's the food. Some say it's the contemplation of the greatest country on the face of the earth and how grateful they are to be part of it. What is it for you, Tanya? Number one. And number two, what is your favorite Thanksgiving food? Oh, favorite Thanksgiving food? Um, probably pumpkin pie. <laughs> there you go. You love like pumpkin pie, huh? Yeah, and making a pumpkin pie this morning. So, yeah. All right. Good for you. <laughs> All right, and what do you what is your favorite thing about Thanksgiving? Uh, I think the favorite thing about Thanksgiving is just um, getting together with friends and family, and sharing the day, um, just being together, and laughing, and enjoying each other. Amen to that. We're being adding thanks, Randy and Miller, th- and just being yeah, and just being thankful that we can do that. Amen to that. Randy Miller is with us as well, Tanya. I want you to stay there and talk to Randy for a second, too. Um, Randy Miller is with us. He is the Arizona State Director for the Constitutional Sheriffs and Peace Officers Association. Randy, welcome and a happy Thanksgiving to you and your family, sir. Oh, good morning. Happy Thanksgiving to you and everybody else. Thank you. What is your favorite thing about Thanksgiving, uh, whatever it be? Uh, and what is your favorite Thanksgiving food, sir? Uh, I enjoy the old movies, <laughs> reminiscing, going back to the older days, watching the old black and white movies on Thanksgiving Day. And my favorite food is the dark meat of the turkey with dressing and gravy and cranberry sauce. Yeah, that's what I'm talking about. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you know, I, I, love agree, to watch, I love to watch movies like It's a Wonderful Life. Uh, and uh, Mr. Smith goes to Washington and uh, some of these movies because I think they teach fundamental principles. And, man, if they're, I know that they say It's a Wonderful Life is like a Christmas movie or whatever, but to me it's just as much of a Thanksgiving movie, Randy. I agree. I agree. I watch, I love that show too. Uh, and then, believe it or not, I like to watch Miracle on 34th Street on Thanksgiving Day too. There you go. Tanya, what do you want to say to Randy? Uh, hey, Randy. I didn't know we were going to be on this morning, but I'm so glad to hear your voice. And uh, I agree with you on the dark turkey and the dressing and the cranberry sauce. Perfect combo. <laughs> oh, I agree. Uh, I think the yeah, whole turkey and, should just be dark meat. <laughs> I, I, I completely agree with you. <laughs> I'm all about the hams. Yeah, I'm all I about the hams. We'll tell you a story in just a second. got a quick break, Tanya. Don't go anywhere. Okay. All right. Okay. Um, we're going to hear about her one Thanksgiving story. You might want to think of a story as well, Randy. Uh, but I'm, I love the honey-baked ham, the mashed potatoes, and gravy. That's my favorite for Thanksgiving. We'll talk more in seconds on the one and only Liberty Roundtable live on Thanksgiving Day. The spirit of the American West is alive and well in Range Magazine. The award-winning quarterly devoted to the issues of the American West. Each issue contains informative articles, breathtaking imagery, as well as the culture of cowboy spirit today, and gift ideas, like this year's Buckaroo calendar. Order online from rangemagazine.com. Loving Liberty Network salutes the spirit of the American West at rangemagazine.com. This is a battle, a battle between truth and deceit. 
a battle between forces that would enslave this country in darkness and between a media that wants to present you with the truth. We are being censored. America's news outlets no longer provide the truth. 90% of news outlets in the United States are controlled by six corporations. The mission of the Epic Times is to chase the truth, to ground all statements in fact. TheEpicTimes.com Okay, girls, about finished with your lesson on money. Daddy, what is a buy-sell spread for gold coins? Well, when you sell a gold coin to a coin shop that's worth, say, $1,200, you don't actually get $1,200. But don't worry, we're members of UPMA now, so we don't have to worry about that. Daddy, what if somebody steals our gold? We don't have any gold at the house. It's stored safely in the UPMA vault, securely and insured. But the S&P 500 outperformed gold. Daddy, gold is a bad investment. Some people do think of it that way, but actually, gold is money. And as members of the United Precious Metals Association, we can use our gold at any store, just like a credit card. Or I can ask them to drop it right into Mommy and Daddy's bank account, because we're a UPMA member family. Find out more at upma.org. That's upma.org. I want to dedicate this song to Mr. Rupert Murdoch. Tanya Benson, Randy Miller are with me now. Tanya Benson, CSPOA.org. She's our administrative director and executive assistant. Randy Miller is our Arizona state director. Uh, we're talking about Thanksgiving, and Tanya was in the middle of telling us a story. Tanya? Well, it wasn't. Uh, it was really just uh, kind of um, <laughs> to go along with what Randy was saying about the whole turkey, whether it's dark meat or white meat. At one Thanksgiving, there was. I, I was about, I don't know, maybe eight or ten at the table. And the question was, okay, who wants um, breast, uh, turkey breast? And nobody raised their hand. Nobody said me. And I was like, okay, who wants dark meat? And everybody raised their hand. So we didn't have any we – we barely had enough dark meat that time. So I agree with Randy. We should just have a turkey that's all dark meat. <laughs> Yeah, somebody's gonna have to get working on that. I'm afraid though, it might be uh, it might let you grow a third ear if you're not very careful. So beware of that. <laughs> <laughs> All right, Randy, what do you say? Do you have a Thanksgiving story for us? Uh, yeah, it's kind of a consistent one. Uh, for several years, I would carve the turkey and I would put my favorite pieces of the dark meat hidden under the white meat because a lot of people didn't want the, the white meat. So then I knew where it was hidden. And then I'd, I'd wait and let it go around the table, and I'd lift the dark, the white meat pieces that were nice and long and big, hiding my piece, and I'd put it on my plate, and people would say, oh, you fool, you did that to us again. <laughs> <laughs> but you have to be sneaky when you want to eat a turkey. There you have it. There's a lot of phrases for Christmas. One of them I've been talking about on the radio today and repeating over and over on purpose is, you know, the best things in life are not things, they're people and the time you get to spend with them. Give us a parting shot, Tanya. Well, I just hope everyone uh, remembers that we do have a lot to be thankful for today. Enjoy the day with uh, whoever you're with and, and your favorite foods and um uh, we'll be watching uh, some World Cup today at our house, in addition to probably some movies. But um, have a, just have a great day, everybody, and um, 
just being thankful for what we have. Thank you. All right. Stay there. One more question before we let you go. Randy, same thing to you, though. The most important things are not things, they're people and the time you get with them. Your comment? Uh, yes. We need to remember all those people that are out there that don't have the uh, the luxuries and the benefits that we do. Those that are on, on the streets today uh, in increasing numbers while we're allowing our, our country to take care of those in other foreign countries. We're ignoring our own people here. So let's remember those that aren't as fortunate. And if we're out and about, keep something with you in your car, I do, and then roll the window down and hand them a little gift of food or something that they could use. Excellent, excellent advice. Amen. I don't know if you Amen. know this, but there's a study that just came out, and it says when trust isn't broken, the average person has five people they could truly lean on for anything. And that's a slim number of people when you really think about it. And a lot of people have less than that. And when trust is broken, it's less than that. So one of the things that I recommend for Thanksgiving is, you know what? Reach out to someone uh, and make a new friend. Make a new friend. All right, for the Constitutional Chairs and Peace Officers Association, I don't believe in just doing Thanksgiving fluff programs, guys. I believe in the, the wonderful things and the positive and the celebration and all that kind of stuff. But I don't believe in letting go of the plow when it comes to liberty. You got to do it every day. You got to do it 24 7. You got to be on it all the time. And especially for this lame duck session, they're hoping for Thanksgiving and Christmas, we all just go to sleep and they can slaughter us in our sleep. Uh, we cannot have that happen, people. We've got to stand up. Uh, so, Randy, what do, you, what do you think in response to that, uh, CSPOA wise? I think uh, the best thing that can happen during the lame, lame duck session is for the House to not pass a budget and close down government. Wow, pretty bold. I like it, though, because I think well, 90% of the government needs to be shut down permanently anyway. Then we can only bring back the constitutional things. So we start with Randy, shut it all down, and then we just debate each constitutional item. And if it literally passes constitutional muster, we can open up that piece, and the stuff that doesn't make uh, muster will never uh, open up again. What do you say to that, Tanya? Oh, I don't see any problem with going that way, Shut it, shutting the government down. Let's give it a try that we can still function. <laughs> All right. What do you it's think uh, in, in the lame duck session, uh, or CSPOA eyes, what do you want to, CSPOA wise, sorry, what do you think um, is the key here? Was this Who for Tanya? Tanya, yep. Who? Same question as Randy. Oh, okay. Okay. What? What, say the question again. I'm sorry. So he wants to shut down the government is what he thinks needs to happen during the lame duck session. I'm saying the lame duck session, we cannot go to sleep and ignore this. We've got to be vigilant. What do you think is the most important thing to be aware of, focus on, consider? Um, for, well, I think that what you guys were talking about, the earmarking, um, that would be something very important to take care of and get rid of that. I mean, it's um, in a way they manipulate. So. And I, I don't have a problem with it, uh, shutting the government down. Are they saying that because uh, there's not enough money, so they can't move forward? So No, it's just Randy's I, I, proposal time, for solution. Oh, okay. Well, every time and they boy, do, do I agree. threaten, if, every time they do threaten us with we we can't go forward if we um, and we're going to have to shut the government down if we don't have more money. I'm always like, well, let's just shut it down then. So I, I, have, I think that's a good idea. Yeah. Anybody well, have a bad – go ahead, Randy. The thing about that is, is not everything shuts down. 
the, 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 the basic services continue to operate, so people need to worry about that. But the, it's the big spending items. It's the, the government funding mm-hmm. for certain operations that, that is shut down. And that I think right. is important because it gives people it gives the, the authority back to the house that they need to exercise because they have the power of the purse and all these executive orders that are coming out that are unconstitutional. It's a way to shut the funding down funding sources down on that. And when you talk about my orchestra and everything, bring his salary down to one dollar. You don't need to impeach him. Bring his salary down to a dollar. And everybody else that's the executive, uh, the Department of Justice, uh, you know, the executives of these offices, the FBI director, bring them down, bring their salary down to a dollar and get rid of them. And then you can start over again. Uh, and this isn't my idea. I, I was speaking with uh, uh, one of our congressmen here uh, in uh, Arizona, and he was, we were talking about this, and I think it's a great idea, and, and they need to have support for this. Uh, when when it's if it comes forward because it could be a possibility. Uh, Amen. I, and I so, pray it's a reality. Tanya, thank you. Happy Thanksgiving. Uh huh. Thank you. Thanks for having me on. You'll have a All great right, Randy. Day. One last thing for you. I know you do constitutional minutes where you educate folks. Why don't you plug that? And let everybody know where they can learn more about what you do there, please. Oh sure. Yeah, I, uh, I write an article for once a month in the uh, Arizona Real Country Magazine, and I'm working on doing commercials for them uh, on uh, six days a week or, or six times a day to just educate and inform the people of the, the the Constitution. You can't defend your rights if you don't know what they are, and you can't stand up for uh, getting the legislations that you need to have, uh, the legislators do what they're supposed to do. If you don't know what the role and responsibility is of the legislator in office, uh, they work for us. So the, the power of the people is we, the people are supposed to govern this and we haven't been doing it. We need to get back to doing it. And knowledge is, is the way to bring people back to understanding the founding of our country, the purpose of the constitution and just what it really is. Randy Miller, happy Thanksgiving to you and your family. God bless. We'll talk soon. Thank you, sir. Have a good day. There he goes, Randy Miller. Thank you, sir. Randy Miller doing a phenomenal job. I interviewed a guy by the name of Bad Billy Painter. Uh, And he's a talk host, and he's a founder of a group called the Bearded Patriots. Thebeardedpatriots.com is what he's known for. And, uh, you know, I kind of jokingly say maybe we all need to grow beards for the republic, you know. But what I like about what he says is he has an organization led by bearded men who wish to preserve the conservative soul that founded our great nation. What a cool comment, huh? The conservative soul that founded our great nation. Take no part in the evil works of darkness, but instead expose them. That's in Ephesians. Uh, And Billy Painter and crew are doing a great job over there. We want to have a big shout out to them and a happy Thanksgiving Uh, to those guys. I also interviewed Josh Hewlett, and he is uh, with CardioMiracle.com yesterday. And, man, I'm telling you, Cardio Miracle is a fascinating product. they got a 60-day no-money-back guarantee, soy-free, dairy-free, gluten-free, GMO-free, no additives, young, old, and in between. We all need more nitric oxide, not nitrous, nitric oxide in our bodies. Uh, We need to remember that and focus on that, folks, because, wow, there is so much we can work on from health uh, in our bodies to health in our spirits. I want you to take courage this holiday season. 
Let's not let them get away with shenanigans in the lame duck session. Let's stand for God, family, and country to do it boldly, nobly, and independently. Quick pause. We've got more to go on Liberty Roundtable Live for Thanksgiving. We are live, and we welcome your calls at 208-216-6100. Pursuing Liberty, using the Constitution as our guide. You're listening to Liberty News Radio. USA Radio News with Lance Pride. An airline pilot who became incapacitated during a flight from Chicago to Columbus, Ohio on November 19th has died. The pilot, whose name has not been released, was flying under the banner American Eagle with service from Chicago O'Hare to John Glenn International Airport. Approximately 30 minutes into the flight, the pilot flying as first officer notified air traffic control need to return the captain is incapacitated. The flight was cleared to go back to O'Hare, and a stark reminder why two pilots will always be on commercial flights. Thanksgiving in politics has led many families to boiling points, declaring a no-politics zone, Maybe one way to avoid emotional dialogue. Katie Lewis from our Midwest Bureau has some other ideas. Tensions are high when it comes to politics, and many Americans don't want that kind of talk at the Thanksgiving table. According to a Quinnipiac poll, nearly two-thirds of respondents say they're hoping to avoid politics this coming holiday. The same poll showed that six in ten Americans believe former President Donald Trump announcing a third run for the presidency is a bad idea, while more than 60 percent of Republicans said they're still behind him. Even though we haven't gotten through this Thanksgiving yet, people may still feel the same next Thanksgiving, since half of Americans believe political divisions will only worsen over the next year. In the USA Radio News Midwest Bureau, I'm Katie Lewis. This week, the Oregon coast is experiencing a series of king tides, which are the highest tides of the year. Now, the term is not scientific and refers to when the moon, sun, and earth align at their closest points and the gravitational pull on the earth is the greatest. Thanks for listening, and a happy Thanksgiving to you, my friend. We are USA Radio News. Diabetes, high blood pressure, anxiety meds, everyone's on them. If you're a 50-year-old male, maybe a bit porky, and you may even have type 2 diabetes, a million dollars of term insurance may only cost you about 200 bucks a month. Call Term Provider. Speak with Big Lou at 800-568-2790. Big Lou will find a term life policy for you even if you have type 2 diabetes, are overweight, or have high blood pressure. Term Provider has helped thousands of people like you who think they can't afford term life insurance. To buy a million dollars of affordable term life for you, all you need to do is call Big Lou at 800-568-2790. Lou will make sure the scales are tipped in your favor. Call 800-568-2790. Big Lou will answer your call and work to fit you into a term life policy that you can afford. Remember, Big Lou's like you. He's on meds, too. Call 800-568-2790. Ladies and gentlemen, our dear friend, the late Paul Harvey, 
is an absolute American hero. The broadcasting he did in his day was legendary. Uh, and we want to celebrate him and his life because he was way into Thanksgiving as well, ladies and gentlemen. And he gave a, I don't know what you want to call it, a monologue, a speech. Paul Harvey, our lives, our fortunes, our sacred honor. Here's Paul. Americans, the how and the why of our beloved republic are so much better known and understood than the who. The United States of America was born in 1776, but it was conceived 169 years before that. The earliest settlers had watered the New World with much sweat. They had built substantial holdings for themselves, for their families. And when the time came to separate themselves from a tyranny an ocean away, at best it meant starting all over again after the ravages of war. Researching what you're about to hear gave a whole new dimension to my reverence for our nation's first citizens. All others of the world's revolutions, before and since, were initiated by men who had nothing to lose. Nothing to lose. Our founders had everything to lose and nothing to gain, except one thing. Americans, I'm Paul Harvey. You remember the cherry tree fiction. A long time after you have forgotten the more earth-shaking history-making episodes in the life of George Washington, you have misplaced in your memory the details of Ben Franklin's statesmanship, but you remember his flying a kite. Joyce Kilmer was a great military hero, but the only thing you personally recall about him is his poetic tribute to trees. Maybe of this current decade, that which will be remembered best will not be its wars and its moon rockets or its crumbling frontiers or the giants who lived and died. Maybe all that will survive to linger in the day-by-day -day vocabulary of generations yet unborn may be the, the songs of a Memphis minstrel or the reincarnation of electric automobiles. But for any eve of the 4th of July, I, Paul Harvey, do herewith bequeath unto you something to remember. You may not be able to quote one line from the Declaration of Independence at this moment. Henceforth, you'll always be able to quote at least one line. It's in the last paragraph where you will recall when I remind you, it says, We mutually pledge to each other our lives, our fortunes, and our sacred honor. In the Pennsylvania State House that's now called Independence Hall in Philadelphia, the best men from each of the colonies sat down together. This was a very fortunate hour in our nation's history, one of those rare occasions in the lives of men when we had greatness to spare. These were men of means, well-educated, 24 were lawyers and jurists, nine were farmers, owners of large plantations. On June 11, a committee sat down to draw up a declaration of independence. We were going to tell the British fatherland, no more rule by redcoats. Below the dam of ruthless foreign rule, the stream of freedom was running shallow and muddy. And we were going to light a fuse to dynamite that dam. This pact, as Burke later put it, was a partnership between the living and the dead and the yet unborn. There was no bigotry. There was no demagoguery in this group. All had shared hardships. 
Jefferson finished a draft of the document in 17 days. Congress adopted it in July, and so much is familiar history. But now, King George III had denounced all rebels in America as traitors. Punishment for treason was hanging. The names now so familiar to you from the several signatures on that Declaration of Independence, the names were kept secret for six months, for each knew the full meaning of that magnificent last paragraph in which his signature pledged his life, his fortune, and his sacred honor. Fifty-six men placed their names beneath that pledge. Fifty-six men knew when they signed that they were risking everything. They knew if they won this fight, the best they could expect would be years of hardship in a struggling nation. And if they lost, they'd face a hangman's rope. But they signed the pledge. And here is the documented fate of that gallant 56. Carter Braxton of Virginia, wealthy planter, trader, saw his ships swept from the seas. To pay his debts, he lost his home and all of his properties and died in rags. Thomas Lynch, Jr., who signed that pledge, was a third-generation rice grower, aristocrat, large plantation owner. After he signed, his health failed. His wife and he set out for France to regain his failing health. Their ship never got to France, was never heard from again. Thomas McKean of Delaware was so harassed by the enemy that he was forced to move his family five times in five months. He served in Congress without pay, his family in poverty and in hiding. Vandals looted the properties of Ellery and Clymer and Hall and Gwinnett and Walton and Hayward and Rutledge and Middleton. Thomas Nelson, Jr. of Virginia, raised $2 million on his own signature to provision our allies, the French fleet. After the war, he personally paid back the loans, wiped out his entire estate, and he was never reimbursed by his government. In the final battle for Yorktown, he, Nelson, urged General Washington to fire on his, Nelson's own home, which was occupied by Cornwallis. It was destroyed. Thomas Nelson, Jr. had pledged his life, his fortune, and his sacred honor. The Hessians seized the home of Francis Hopkinson of New Jersey. Francis Lewis had his home and everything destroyed, his wife imprisoned. She died within a few months. Richard Stockton, who signed that declaration, was captured, mistreated, his health broken to the extent that he died at 51. His estate was pillaged. Thomas Hayward, Jr. was captured when Charleston fell. John Hart was driven from his wife's bedside while she was dying. Their 13 children fled in all directions for their lives. His fields and grist mill were laid waste. For more than a year, he lived in forests and caves and returned home after the war to find his wife dead, his children gone, his properties gone. And he died a few weeks later of exhaustion and a broken heart. Lewis Morris saw his land destroyed, his family scattered, Philip Livingston died within a few months from the hardships of the war. John Hancock, history remembers best due to a quirk of fate rather than anything he stood for, that great sweeping signature attesting to his vanity towers over the others. One of the wealthiest men in New England. And yet he stood outside Boston one terrible night of the war. And he said, burn Boston, 
Though it makes John Hancock a beggar, if the public good requires it. So he too lived up to the pledge. Of the 56, few were long to survive. Five were captured by the British and tortured before they died. Twelve had their homes from Rhode Island to Charleston sacked, looted, occupied by the enemy or burned. Two lost their sons in the army. One had two sons captured. Nine of the 56 died in the war from its hardships or from its more merciful bullets. I don't know what impression you had had of the men who met that summer in Philadelphia. But I think it's important that we remember this about them. They were not poor men. They were not wild-eyed pirates. These were men of means. They were rich men, most of them, and had enjoyed much ease and luxury in their personal living. Not hungry men, certainly not terrorists, not irresponsible malcontents, not fanatical incendiaries. These men were prosperous men, wealthy landowners. They were substantially secure in their prosperity. They had everything to lose. But they considered liberty, and this is as much as I shall say of it. They had learned that liberty is so much more important than security, that they pledged their lives, their fortunes, their sacred honor, and they fulfilled their pledge. They paid the price, and freedom was born. Gentlemen, Sam Bushman, live on your radio. We are live for Thanksgiving, and we'd like to welcome Lowell Nelson, well-known talk show host in his own right, joins me every Monday on the broadcast as well leader of CampaignForLiberty.org in the great state of Utah. Happy Thanksgiving to you and your family, sir. Wow. Thank you, Sam, for inviting me to join you for just a few minutes today. Uh, we appreciate the, the sentiments and and I wish you and your family a, a happy Thanksgiving. It's one of the best holidays of the year. Hasn't uh, been commercialized the way the others have, and uh, it's a time for family. Uh, so family, God, and country. I love the combination, Sam. Amen to that. Skip the break on this one, Cameron. Uh, so, Lowell, we're asking people a couple of questions. You've had, we've had Greg Phillips of True the Vote on. We've had Richard Mack. We've had Kate Daly. We've had James Edwards. We've had several tremendous people that you're joining on the radio. I've asked them a couple of questions. Number one, what of all the different things in Thanksgiving do you love the most? Some say the turkey bowl where we play football. Others say the food. Some say movies, the parade. What is the funnest thing or the best thing you love about thanksgiving number one and number two what is your favorite thanksgiving food <laughs> well the number one thing is family getting together with family it's always been that way ever since i was a kid uh we would drive to um i remember driving to mesa arizona in a car with all my siblings and mom and dad just to have thanksgiving with uh, my grandpa and grandma who lived in mesa and so uh, just that I, I don't know we would they would put us in the car when we were half asleep and take off by two or three in the morning. And, and by the time we woke up, we were on the painted deserts of, of Utah heading south. We grew up in Idaho. So just that uh, remembrance of being together with family, with all my siblings on the road heading south through Utah <laughs> to be with our grandma and grandpa Thanksgiving. 
So family, that was a big, big thing about Thanksgiving. Always has been. I think it always will be. And uh, number two, my favorite uh, Thanksgiving food is uh, raw yam, you know, sweet potato. A lot of people will take their sweet potatoes and they'll cook the heck out of them. But uh, you know what? They are just like carrots. You can take your sweet potato and you can peel that puppy just like a carrot. You peel the, the skin off and then you slice that up afterwards and you eat those. Uh, you just eat the sweet potato just like carrots. I mean, it's so good and uh, so much better for you than uh, cooking it and and uh, putting, you know, topping it off with marshmallows and stuff like that. We, people are really missing out. They should just try a sweet potato raw and uh, just enjoy it as much as they would a raw carrot. Sam? Lowell Nelson, last point. The lame duck session is in front of us. We cannot get so, um, you know, tied up in the fun of Thanksgiving and Christmas and the holidays that we let our guard down. Final thoughts from you on that, sir. I love Thanksgiving. I love the fun and the feast and the festivities, but we cannot lose sight of the prize, my friend. You're exactly right, Sam. Uh, Lame duck sessions um, are some of the worst times for our country, for our freedoms, for our liberties, because those who know it's their last hurrah, they'll spend that time doing all of the devilish things that they can possibly do, pay back all of the monetary favors that they got while they were in office, and, um, and, and pass and approve some of the worst legislation in history. Uh, for example, I'm thinking of the December of 1913 when you know, the Federal Reserve was created in dark of night and, and other bad things happened that year. Well, that was the lame duck portion of, uh, of uh, well, is that right? No, 1913, that would be an odd-numbered year. So maybe that's not right. Okay, anyway, bad things happened in 1913. But you're right, lame duck time is, is a time we have to be on our guard because uh, and, and, and make our thoughts known. These these emails and these letters that we write to our congressmen, they do have an impact. There's a staffer there counting the number of people who voice their position on any given issue, and they report those numbers to the member of Congress every morning staff meeting. So don't you think for a minute that your voice has no impact on your congressman because it does. Even though you may not talk with him, as long as you talk with a staffer and make your position clear, your position will be made known to, you know, even if it's all, if, if only it's a number, it will be made clear. So that's why it's so important for us, uh, my fellow citizens, to be involved in, you know, in, in, in government at all levels, whether it's national, uh, state, or, or local. Let's, uh, let's be a part of the action that's, because the people who show up, they're the ones who, who make the decisions. Sam? Lowell, thank you so much. God bless you and your family. Happy Thanksgiving, sir. Thank you so much, Sam. You too. There he goes. Lowell Nelson doing a phenomenal job. There's a soundbite in the folder, Cameron. I want to play this. It's called Liberty in All Seasons. Listen to this for Thanksgiving, folks. By liberty's light, we rise to tend our fields and open our doors. It's the freedom to work for ourselves and live how we choose. In America, success was not based on who you were, but what you did. Rand Paul knows that freedom doesn't come from Washington. It's our heritage, our birthright, because our forefathers bled for it. And now, Rand Paul defends it. No other country has a dream 
so inextricably associated with the spirit of its people. Rand Paul is our constitutional guardian, the leader our state trusts to put we the people first. I want to be part of a return to prosperity, a true economic boom that lifts all Americans, a return to a government restrained by the Constitution. Rand Paul strengthens our communities by performing eye surgeries free of charge to patients across Kentucky and around the world. Rand protects our future by never once voting for an unbalanced budget in 11 years. And Rand defends our freedom by declaring war against all who threaten it. The feckless ideologues and the unelected bureaucrats who choose politics over science and fear over freedom. If we're not spreading the infection, isn't it just theater? No, that's not. Here we go again. Liberty's light is precious, and that's why Rand Paul keeps fighting, so that we the people may continue to form that more perfect union, and so our liberty remains secure. I have a message. A message that is loud and clear and does not mince words. We've come to take our country back. Holding freedom's torch high, our Senator, Rand Paul. Ready. Back with you live, ladies and gentlemen. Liberty in all seasons, especially at the lame duck season. We have got to focus and stop these turkeys from destroying the greatest country on the face of the earth for Thanksgiving. Come on. All right, there's an article that Chuck Baldwin, my dear friend, wrote, and it says this, don't let any man take away your hope. Amen. Don't let any man take away your hope in God, your faith in God, your desire to help humanity. From True the Vote, full of gratitude, they say. Imagine that, folks. The two of them just get out of jail. They're home for Thanksgiving, and they focus on, instead of being angry, they focus on, from True the Vote, full of gratitude. Amen. And there's a song I want to play. I usually don't play songs on the radio, but this one, in my opinion, directly relates to what I'm feeling this Thanksgiving. We need to give me your eyes. Brandon Heath says to God, listen to the lyrics on Liberty Roundtable Live. broken sky traced out by the city lights my world from a mile high best seat in the house tonight touch down in the cold black top hold on for the sudden stop breathing the familiar shock of confusion and chaos all those people going somewhere why have i never cared Give me your eyes for just one second Give me your eyes so I can see Everything that I keep missing Give me your love for humanity Give me your arms for the broken hearted The ones that are far beyond my reach Give me your heart for the ones forgotten Give me your eyes so I can see Yeah Step out on 
a busy street See a girl in our eyes meet Does her best to smile at me To hide what's underneath There's a man just to right Black suit and a bright red tie Too ashamed to tell his wife He's out of work, he's buying time All those people going somewhere Why have I never cared? Give me your eyes for just one second Give me your eyes so I can see Everything that I keep missing Give me your love for humanity Give me your arms for the broken hearted The ones that are far beyond my reach Give me your heart for the ones forgotten Give me your eyes so I can see Yeah 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 Everything that I keep missing Give me your love for humanity Give me your arms for the brokenhearted The ones that are far beyond my reach Give me your heart for the ones forgotten Give me your eyes so I can see Give me your eyes Lord, give me your eyes Give me your eyes, ladies and gentlemen. Brandon Heath, an incredible Christian song, highlighting that, you know what, we seem to go about our daily lives just so wrapped up in our own interests, our own world, our own selves, our own whatever our sphere is. And we need to be like Brandon and say, Lord, please give me your eyes to see the brokenhearted, to see those who are suffering, to see those who need love and support and friendship and to really, truly reach out and be a friend. And I want you to reach out and be a friend this Thanksgiving. From the Liberty Roundtable Live team and family to yours, we want you to have a wonderful, happy Thanksgiving. It is in God we trust. It is in God that we have our hope and faith. That's where we look to liberty. We look to God, family, and country. And don't let any man take away your hope, as our dear friend Chuck Baldwin says. Full of gratitude, says True the Vote. Liberty in all seasons, says Rand Paul. We pledge our fortunes, our sacred honor, articulates Paul Harvey, rounding out the founding father-esque feeling, bringing it forward in our lives and in our day. 
We need to work together, folks, says Pete Seff. We need to realize that taxpayers have much to be grateful for. You know what? For all of us at the Liberty Roundtable team and all the guests we've had on, folks, Greg Phillips, Kate Daly, Richard Mack, Scott Shara, James Edwards, Tanya Benson, uh, Pete Sapp, Randy Miller, Lowell Nelson, from all of us to all of you, we want you. We want to wish you a wonderful, happy Thanksgiving. Please remember to read and or reread George Washington's Thanksgiving Proclamation of 1789. Ladies and gentlemen, it is a wonder when you consider the kind of leader that George Washington was, uh, a hardened general but a humble follower of Christ and his words of wisdom and his Thanksgiving proclamation are incredible. Tomorrow we're going to be with Dr. Scott Bradley. I'm hoping he'll stay with me for both hours and we're going to discuss the history uh, of Thanksgiving in the Republic and we're going to read the Thanksgiving proclamation, uh, etc. to you. Uh, we're going to make it a two-day Thanksgiving bonanza because we believe in this uniquely American holiday, this and the 4th of July and Christmas, three of my favorite holidays for sure. One of my favorite movies to watch on Thanksgiving is A More Perfect Union. Um, and you can learn about that. Look for A More Perfect Union. Miracles in God We Trust is where you can find it. It's available everywhere. But Brandon Heath, give me your eyes. What an incredible concept as we do our best to follow our Savior, Jesus Christ. Please remember to pray, love, and serve this Thanksgiving. And God bless every one of you. Ladies and gentlemen, I am Sam Bushman, and I wanted to spend a couple of hours with you because you matter to me. You're my radio family, and I'm grateful for every one of you and for all that you do. Happy Thanksgiving to us, or to you from us. And then we'll gear up for the Christmas season. What a wonderful time to be alive. We the people, along with the grace of the Almighty, we can and will restore America. But you, my fellow Americans, must please get involved. Make it a great day and choose the right. We declare this nation shall endure. LovingLiberty.net. God save the Republic of the United States of America. Happy.